to the Big Apple School podcast. My name is Nina. And mine is John. And today we are going to speak about toys. So I still play with toys sometimes because I work with children here in Big Apple School. What about you, John? Do you still play with toys or do you interfere with them somehow? Um, no, I don't play with toys, I'm afraid. I'm far too old for that now. <laughs> okay. What about uh, playing with our little students? I know that you work with them too. Mm-hmm. Do you play with them on your lessons? Well, unfortunately, most of the lessons now are um, online, so that's quite difficult. But uh, once we return to classroom lessons, yes, sure, I would um, use toys to try and improve their English. That's great. I also do the same. And I think that all the children here in Big Apple School enjoy it. By the way, what comes to your mind when you hear the word toy? What is your first association? I think of things, obviously, that uh, I had when I was a child. And I think the thing that springs into mind first is um, Meccano. Oh, can you explain what is it? Because here in Russia, we don't have such an institution. Well, actually, you do have it, but it's called something else. But oh, uh, it's practically identical. Um, it was a kit form of um, strips of metal with pre-drilled holes and uh, small metal plates with pre-drilled holes and wheels and nuts and bolts. You could assemble these things to make things. Um The smallest um, kits you could make, like a little crane or a little car. But the more sophisticated and more obviously more expensive ones, they were little electric motors. Oh, my God. You could build huge um, constructions, but they were quite complicated. It's quite a good educational toy for budding engineers. And I believe there is something, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what it's called, but there is something almost identical for sale in Russia today. Yeah, I think we had and we have still such a toy and we call it metal constructor. And yeah, m- typical it's for boys, but I think it's for the good because girls maybe get bored with it pretty fast because you know, like all of the girls love dolls, talking dolls, different babies and blah, 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 stuff like mothers and daughters. That's interesting you said that, Nina, it's for girls. Now, of course, um, 50 years ago when I was a child playing with toys, yes, there were boys' toys and mm-hmm. girls' toys. And Meccano was very much a boy's toy, whereas Cindy, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a doll, mm-hmm. was very much a girl's toy. But um, I don't think you can get away with saying things like that in England anymore. Um, You know, there are toys, but they are certainly not gender assigned. Um, how different things were 50 years ago when um, you played at doctors and nurses and the doctor was always the boy and the nurse was always the girl. Oh, actually, in my family, we've got only sisters. We have no boys, unfortunately. And every time we played, I don't know, doctors and nurses, we were all girls here. But I wasn't really interested in this game because I preferred books, different crayons and paints in my childhood. And for me, reading was more interesting than playing with everything. And I think this is more productive and more effective to any child to evolve and develop his imagination with art, with art therapy or whatever, than playing with different educational toys. Uh, because for now, uh, one of my nephew, uh, he um, has got a lot of um, mechanical toys, just like robotic toys. Uh, they produce different stuff, uh, music, or they play 
um, poems, nursery rhymes, but what for? He doesn't know anything of it. He doesn't repeat after them. The toy is smarter than my nephew, and I think it's kind of boring or kind of sad for me, actually. So I think no matter how, actually, you, mm, you know, interfere with it, uh, toys, you need to uh, remember about the age range, for example, or some kind of gender diversity here, uh, because, um, I don't know, we need to help our children to play with toys and to develop their skills somehow. And metal constructor, you called it Meco? Meccano. Meccano, yes. I think it's for boys because they could grow as mechanics, they could grow as engineers. It's not typical, I don't know, like girlish jobs occupations. And for girls, it's uh, more important to develop such skills as, I don't know, kindness, as mercy, or whatever, some kind of helping each other. So for them, uh, toys should be softer, I don't know, more cuddling, or whatever. Well, I'm afraid, it, Nina, that would be um, deemed as heresy in England mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and probably Western Europe. Yes, you, um, girls are almost forced to play mm-hmm. with boys' toys now and, and boys, um, the opposite, to play, you know, why should the boy not play with a doll? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> however, <clears throat> boys will be boys and girls will be girls and mm-hmm. boys are naturally attracted, it seems to me, to the... Uh, what were traditionally boys' toys, they'll play with the action man, they'll play with the guns, mm-hmm. they'll play soldiers, yeah, and the nurses will play with dolls. Sorry, the girls will play mm-hmm. with dolls. Um, the thing about toys is, I think there's the modern ones have taken some of the um, learning um, uh, usefulness mm-hmm. out of them. They, they do everything for you. Things with lots of flashing lights that make yes. noise. You just press a button and it does everything. Yeah. Well, once you put the batteries in, once you turn it on, that's it. You finish, you've done everything you can with it. Whereas yes. at least with the Meccano set or Lego, which mm-hmm. I know is still yeah. popular, you build something. When you finish building it, you take it apart and build something else. There must be, you know, you, you, when you're young, you learn how these things fit together. Yeah, that, that's you know, it. Nuts and bolts fit together. Whereas um, something you take out of a box, your father sticks the batteries in, mm-hmm. and there's an on-off switch. You don't learn much from that, really, do you? Yeah, I actually, I totally agree with you here, because I think when we speak about toys, we should follow the rule of 3E. Uh, new experience, the first E, the second, express themselves. And the next is explore. And when you play with different constructors, Lego, Mechanos, or whatever, you can create the creature of yourself. For example, I don't know, some kind of robotic dog, I don't know, or some kind of you know, mechanical dancer and create the story to speak about it, maybe in the evening with your family or make some photos and then show it to your grandmothers and grandfathers. And here, uh, with just like, I don't know, simple turn off and turn on toys, we don't have such opportunity to create an imagination of a child, and it's a pity, and it's it's sad, I think. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned you you um, when you were a child, you really mm-hmm. enjoyed painting and um, coloring and drawing. Did you yes. have a thing, or I, mean, I think you, mm-hmm. it's still available in Russia, a mm-hmm. thing called painting by numbers, where you um, have a a, a, mm-hmm. a, a drawing. And mm-hmm. um, each drawing is divided up into a little section with a little number in it, and the number tells you what colour to paint. Oh, 
I think yes, but I wasn't interested in it because I didn't uh, and I don't remember anything with numbers in my childhood. But uh, my mom, uh, she can draw and sketch really well. And she always drew us some princesses, of course, some different fairies, some animals, uh, some, you know, magic sceneries. And we color it and we really enjoyed it. And uh, we... Um, I was a kind of, you know, like an elder sister. And then I drew such pictures for my little sisters. So it, for me, it was more like create something myself than follow numbers. But I think it's kind of cool, even for now, when I'm an adult, I can do it because I think it's kind of meditation. You follow the numbers step by step and you follow the colors and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed um, mm-hmm. drawing and painting when I was a child. I still will dabble mm-hmm. these days drawing not painting so much but mm-hmm. I, I like to sketch occasionally but um yeah that's a, it's, it's a good a good thing to develop one's mm-hmm. creative skills when you're young and keep them going when you're older i also think so do you remember uh, what did you draw when you were a boy oh i once entered a painting competition mm-hmm. um i think i was about seven and it was a watercolour paint, obviously, mm-hmm. and it was a, a tiger in a forest. Oh. And I actually won a prize, which I've still got. It's um, a book of um, fairy stories. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> great, I think. <clears throat> but that was, ooh, that was back in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever enter any um, competitions with your paintings and drawings? Mm-hmm. I think not. Uh, maybe in school, some kind of an you know, literature lesson, something typical, educational, mm-hmm. nothing special here. But I regularly uh, took part in competitions uh, with, uh, um, I don't know, like creations, different models or different, you know, girlish uh, stuff um, like embroideries or whatever. And for me, it was good. I really loved it because you can see not only your creation, but different uh, the creations of your friends. And it was good. I think it's more important than taking part in it when you are a girl or a little boy. You need to look uh, to different points of view on this. For example, how can people create a bird from a plate do maybe on sticks? Mm-hmm. So many different ways. And you need to learn them. You need to watch them, look at them and you know, admire them too. I think it's really cool. What do you think of um, today's toys, you know, the modern ones, compared with things you had when you were a child? And, and what, Well, when I was a child, they, they didn't have computers in them, or most of them were. If they had any power source, it was mm-hmm. clockwork. You know, we had to wind mm-hmm. them up with a key. Yes, I also, I also like it. Uh, we had a mechanical dog, and you need to wind it up with a little key, a little mm-hmm. pretty key. And it was good, just kind of an act of magic here. But for now, you just like turn it on and it does its stuff. I don't like it. And for me, as a girl, actually played on Louise uh, girlish stuff. I can say that modern uh, dolls scared me a lot. Because when I was little, my dream was, I uh, guess, of any Russian girl was to have a Barbie from Mattel. It was just like <laughs> number one dream. The second was a Happy Meal toy, whatever it can be. And um, I really wanted this Barbie. I don't know 
would fall, but I really wanted that. And for now, uh, the, we have kind of you know, freaky dolls with a really big head, extremely big to their body, or you know, like zombie doll. We have we have uh, in toy shop different um, you know, monster academy. Uh, dolls. I don't understand why. Why it is good for the little girls? Why it is beautiful? I can't get the I don't know concept of it. Because Barbie, it wasn't just like a human body, whatever. She was like a princess, this doll, and it was good. So she's beautiful. She is, I don't know, um, maybe smart somehow. If you have a Barbie cooker, whatever, or a Barbie teacher, or it's Barbie princess. And you can follow your dream, create your story. And here I've got, you know, like a doll werewolf in a, <laughs> in a mini, you know, <laughs> on high heels, just like extremely high heels. And how can I play with that? What is the story behind her? Is it an Instagram model or whatever from a fairy tale? I don't like it, really. I'm for simple um, toys which can uh, develop imagination. And actually for some, um, I don't know, crayons and albums for watercoloring or coloring by numbers, I think it's better uh, for children. And I actually uh, can't say uh, that I enjoy, um, I don't know, like stuffed animals. I know that uh, teddy bears was, um, teddy bears were actually uh, an important part of childhood, but for now, it's, I think it's changed because um, every child can choose his own, I don't know, like protector in bed. Uh, not only teddy, but different rabbits, monkeys, even elephants, snakes. I think the diversity is good there, but for me, it's kind of not typical because in my childhood, we had only bears or rabbits. What about your childhood, child? Oh, well, we had bears. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a rabbit. Yes, we had mm-hmm. a rabbit, dogs, mm-hmm. a cat. Um, I know they were available things like giraffes and lions and stuff, mm-hmm. but that was the that was the limit of what we had in mm-hmm. in our house of the, the soft toy variety. I remember one particular; it was a type of poodle had a, mm-hmm. another clockwork wind-up mm-hmm. mechanism in its stomach that could make it bark. Oh, manga. But um, I think it broke very quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, did we have anything? With, no, we didn't have anything with batteries. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest disappointments to, to me, I presume to any other child, is that mm-hmm. you're given a present on Christmas Day mm-hmm. which requires batteries. And the person giving it to you mm-hmm. forgets to buy the batteries oh, and the shops God. are shut. Of course. <laughs> no batteries. It's a personal tragedy, I think. <laughs> Oh yes, I think uh, it's a good. So, um, well, uh, yes, but mm-hmm. there was—you um, mentioned mm-hmm. Barbie, because Barbie's yes. been around for—I don't know—it was, mm-hmm. well, was certainly around when I was a child, and had been around for a while. But uh, of course, that was, mm-hmm. as you said, mainly a girl's toy. But mm-hmm. there was a boy's doll we yeah, could play with. Yeah, they called it Ken, as far Ken, as I remember. Yeah. Yes, but I never had one of those. But I did have what was called an action man. Now, mm-hmm. is there a Russian equivalent of that? It was a, it was a doll. We could mm-hmm. move his arms and legs, and it was a soldier, and you mm-hmm. could dress it in different uniforms. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was a doll for boys. Mm-hmm. And you could, you know, you could, you could buy various types. You could buy a tank for the thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I had a, I had a, a Gemini space capsule for mine oh, to dress it as an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Um, but after you dressed it and you stuck mm-hmm. it in its capsule, then what do you do with it? Run around it. Was there, a, is there, was there a Russian or is there a Russian equivalent of a? Of a I think we don't have, and we didn't have in my time, we don't have now like a boyish um, doll or whatever. Mm-hmm. We've got different action figures like toy soldiers, mm-hmm. but they are, I guess, um, not tall, not taller at 10 centimeters. Mm-hmm. So they're not big, and mm-hmm. uh, there is definitely no any clothes for it. Mm-hmm. So you can only, I don't know, buy this action figure and pretend that, I don't know, you're a bad guy or mm-hmm. you're a good guy with it. So kind of this. Mostly we have different options like dresses and, uh, I don't know, like cars for dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's another thing that um, I used to do a lot when mm-hmm. I was a child. Was the, the, it was a company called Airfix. And they mm-hmm. made plastic kits which mm-hmm. you could then assemble so you could make aeroplanes and cars and mm-hmm. you know everybody had a Spitfire everybody mm-hmm. had a, a Messerschmitt everybody mm-hmm. had a, a Lancaster bomber mm-hmm. um, and they've in England at least mm-hmm. seem to have retreated into the sort of the world of um, model makers which is mm-hmm. mainly adults mm-hmm. and it's a very niche area mm-hmm. whereas I was in the hour a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and I went into the, the that big shop in there which is for arts and crafts mm-hmm. and hobbies and there was a huge display of all mm-hmm. these boxes with mm-hmm. these with plastic preformed parts to mm-hmm. stick together and paint to make your aeroplanes and your ships mm-hmm. and your tanks and your and so is that a big thing in Russia? Did you do that when you were a child now? No, actually not. We've got some know like colleges from you know color paper whatever mm-hmm. something simple but nothing dealing with models uh and i actually can't say here anything because i would like to maybe google it later after our <laughs> podcast you know <laughs> to have something to speak even in russian here okay so mm-hmm. now of course i've just been talking about mm-hmm. military type things action mm-hmm. man was a soldier first and foremost he got a gun you know mm-hmm. you buy him a tank um i'm talking about military aircraft then mm-hmm. um i think in the west at least there's a lot of people would think twice about buying their children militarized mm-hmm. toys um is that the same here do you think i think not here we can in russia and then especially speaking about my childhood it was i don't know like an image for a boy barbie a princess for a girl and a military man a true soldier um, i don't know dedicated to his country for a boy so it's kind of good here like ordinary stuff and I think just like um, computer games here, they can be more, um, you know, dangerous for little kids and children um, because they provide aggression or you know, violence and they keep it like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because here in computer games, they can kill different, you know, like maybe animals or maybe they are enemies or whatever. And then um, here, and you know, like in true life, not virtual, they continue to do it, maybe. So I think it's more about computer games that are dangerous. And mm-hmm. actually, you could uh, think twice about buying it or not, or allow to play it or not to kids. Yes, this is the modern, the, the new 
<clears throat> modern toy is the computer game. Now, mm -hmm. I'm quite ignorant about this because I've never played a computer game in my life, but I do. I've read a few things about the influence of mm -hmm. computer games on people, mm -hmm. on children, that you can play these very violent games like Mortal Kombat, I believe is one of them, which yeah, just runs into it. several series. Mm -hmm. And you're fighting this incredibly bloody war, yeah. but there's no consequences. You know, yeah, of course, you can just like sever some people yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, which, which desensitizes perhaps mm -hmm. people to the actual consequences of their actions. What do you think? I think actually that age range is the most you know, important thing here when you choose a computer game to your child. And I'm here for more educational games, maybe try to um, learn some alphabet or sounds or some, I don't know, math, some basis, or speaking, um, I don't know, stories with your child or terms of, like talking toys. It would be better uh, than a lot to play games where you can kill people or which can, I don't know, deal with some other weapons or, you know, like fighting. I think we can actually face it because all the teenagers I uh, have been teaching here, they play computer games. They play Control Strike, some kind of military game with actually killing people. And I guess for them it's okay because they understood that this is a situation of uh, a war. Actually, it's just like past event and they're kind of part of it only on time when they are playing it. But in real life, they don't do it. But if you're a little, little kid, you can play and actually, you know, uh, make some bad, I don't know, actions when you play with your little friends or whatever, because you don't understand which is good or which is bad, actually, from your computer game, but you can kill and bite, you know, people. So for me, it's actually, you know, the most important part. You should think twice for yourself and for your child. So this brings us to the subject. Is, is there such a thing as a good toy and a bad toy? I think it's, uh, there is no like uh, an answer to this question because everyone will have their own answer. And mine is the good toy for me, uh, which helps to develop your skill or imagination. I'm for books, I'm for stories, I'm for just um, developing artistic skills more uh, than having something like ready-made fun. And sometimes I think, yes, it's okay to have a stuffed toy near you, but it's better to have your room full of your pictures and full of your stories because it uh, will help you uh, to learn how to speak faster. It will learn how to interfere with different events in your life, how to deal with people, how to, you know, improve your communication skill when you're five years old and you try to explain your mother who is a Mr. You know, Huggies was there or who is Mr. Broccoli. So, for me, that's it. What about you, John? What is bad and good? Yeah, I, I sort of agree with you there, Nina, that um, anything that stimulates the creative mind mm -hmm. must be a positive. Mm -hmm. So, painting, drawing, Lego, Meccano, yeah. doing something, creating something. Something where you just switch it on and the lights flash mm -hmm. is one not only boring but pointless. Um, I've heard of um, people who've mm -hmm. bought very expensive toys for children at Christmas and they're very big and they they put the batteries in mm -hmm. and they've turned it on 
and within 10 minutes, the child's put the toy to one side and is more interested in the box that it came in because they can turn it into a den or Mm -hmm. a house. And so they're being creative with the box, but the very expensive electronic gadget is pushed to one side. So I think there are... I don't think these ones which just have flashing lights, Mm -hmm. etc., are per se bad. Mm -hmm. I just think they're possibly a waste of money. But mm-hmm. I think there are some toys out there that might have a negative effect. And I mm-hmm. think they're the ones you alluded to that mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit too violent, desensitise people to the consequences of their mm-hmm. actions. Um, and computer games themselves, if you're mm-hmm. playing them for hours and hours mm-hmm. a day, they can become addictive. And what about getting outside and getting some fresh air and getting some exercise? There have been instances in Britain mm-hmm. of of um, people getting rickets again. Now, this mm-hmm. was a disease, children, sorry, mm-hmm. which was um, thought to have been eradicated. It was common, well, not common, but used to occur 70, 80 years ago and was um, caused by a vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. And in those days, it was because um, people lived in dark, dank, horrible conditions. Yeah, it's reappeared. It's because children are spending all day inside playing computer games and not getting any sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> actually, definitely. And if you are a pro gamer, actually, you need to play in a dark room because you need to, I know, like watch and look at your marvelous computer full of, I don't know, light and etc. So I think it's kind of type. If you play a game, a computer game, you need to do it in a dark room. And I think it's not good for your eyes or for your health. You need to go outside and maybe play on your balcony. And there's a kind of a compromise here. But I'm here for... You can play, actually, for maybe one hour or two hours. It's okay. But then go outside, do something there, read the book there, sitting on a bench in the park. Or just like run around your house. It's really cool. Physical activity is the best part we can do with our bodies, not just like sitting here and wasting our time, like typing something. Speaking about typing and different uh, time we spend in front of our computers, what do you think about electronic books? Kindles and things. Mm-hmm. I haven't got one. I, I actually prefer the feel of a book, to be mm-hmm. honest. I know if you're reading a book on an aeroplane or a train and you're mm-hmm. traveling, you know, you can fit a whole library on a Kindle and it's much more convenient. Mm-hmm. And if you're going on holiday, why take 12 heavy books with oh, you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still rather have a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, speaking about a child, imagine the situation is that you need to have, give a present. Will you uh, give a laundry book, just like a paper, or a Kindle? Hmm, that's an interesting one. I mm-hmm. think I might give them an ordinary book. I know mm-hmm. some children go, what's this? Yeah, I've <laughs> never seen this before. And they, they may mm-hmm. put it down and mm-hmm. you know pick up the electronic gadget again, and mm-hmm. maybe giving them the Kindle would encourage them to read because mm-hmm. they'll play with the gadget first and the book. But I still think there's something magical about opening a book, mm-hmm. and especially for younger kids with, the, you know, with the, the pictures that are in there. Yes. You know, book of nursery rhymes, the fantastic pictures, um, which are, I don't know, not as jarring perhaps as the as the um, flashing. I keep saying flashing lights, don't mm-hmm. I? That the well, the electronic gadget mm-hmm. blaring into your mm-hmm. eyes, um, a well 
crafted picture, I think, is mm-hmm. possibly better, but that's maybe just me being old. Okay, it's not only you being old. Mm-hmm. I'm with you here in the situation. I think that just like typical and classical books are the best because they have pictures, they have words typed in a black, and you need to read it, you need to imagine the world inside, and you can follow the pictures to create your own story, and I think it's for the best. And Kindle think it's for maybe for a teenager who mm-hmm. knows how to deal with books. And if we're speaking about uh, how to make uh, a child read, it's um, I don't know like more effective to start with the ordinary classical books and maybe even go to the library, because for me it was um, a very good experience for my childhood. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of books in one place, and my mom said it was his, their house, and for me, like, oh my god. It's so cool. So many books. I can read them all if I want. Yes, you can. Yeah. So it was my little victory as a bookworm (laughs) when I was a child. So, Mm -hmm. um, what toy would you buy for a child? Mm, I think that we need to pay attention, I don't know, to the child himself or herself, uh, to her tastes in toys but me I think it would be just kind of artistic kit or a play do or some kind of mechano mm-hmm. and no dolls no never mm-hmm. I want to this maybe some kind of a doll you can sew yourself like a stuffed toy mm-hmm. you can make yourself but more practical I think and you know like for future not for 10 minutes fun mm-hmm. just you can actually reuse it or replay it for a lot of times and I think it would be uh, good for the child and for the parents too and I would be just like the best aunt in the world for them and I think it would be great <laughs> yes I once bought mm-hmm. um, a niece of mine uh, mm-hmm. she was what 11 12 mm-hmm. Um, it really was a sort of rather cruel prank of mine to play mm-hmm. on her mother. I bought her an electric guitar with oh. an amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> a dream. Yeah. Her mother's face was a picture, I can tell you. Or a drama, I think. Toy drama. Yeah, I didn't know. I'd already done that with her brother a few years earlier. This is great. Actually, I think musical instruments are really a huge present to have. In my family, uh, all of our adults, our parents, aunties, and whatever, uh, they encouraged us to play different sounds with, I don't know, like maybe pans and spoons for the first. But then we got a piano, we got a guitar, different flutes, different drums. And it was just like, okay, go with it. Have it go. Continue. And well, uh, all of our sisters, we finished music schools. And for us, it was just like natural because we loved sounds from our childhood mm-hmm. and we used to deal with it just like every day because, oh, look, mom, I've got my electric guitar. Look, I've got a song. And mom, yes, it was so good. You are so, you know, like, so, great. So what instruments can you play now? I can play guitar and piano. Oh, yes, and for now I'm learning how to play ukulele. And I think it would be you know, like a great opportunity uh, here in Big Apple School to sing songs to my ukulele one day. So you're living proof that um, uh, buying the right toy for a child when they're younger can, you know, stay with them for the rest of their life and how great yes. benefit because you are obviously very musical and 
you're now going to hopefully introduce this to the next generation. Yes, I think it's just like the best uh, way the teacher can you know, teach kids. So look at me, do like me. Mm-hmm. So and I would like to spread a lot, spread it like you know, over the world, like take ukulele, have it go and enjoy the sound of it. It was good. Actually, by the way, if you could be a toy, what would you be? Oh, what would I be? Mm, I think I'd like to be mm-hmm. um, a leather-bound uh, classic novel. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Why? I sit on the shelf and be admired. Oh, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so I have to... You? I don't know. I don't want to be stuffed anymore over time. I don't want to be a doll and I don't want to be an action figure. I don't know. Maybe I would like to be a balloon because I will be somewhere up to the ceiling and not in the the girl's or a boy's hands. Or I would like to be maybe a Lego kit Mm -hmm. because speaking about imagination, I could be everything in in proper hands. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be a great experience to be every day something new. Mm-hmm. So, the last thing to discuss is about internet. Mm. Bill Gates actually once said that the, about internet that nice toy, but waste of time. What do you think about it? Well, I think he was wrong. <laughs> okay, why? I don't know why he would say such a thing, because mm-hmm. after all, he wouldn't be as rich as he is without mm-hmm. the internet. Um, mm-hmm. The, I mean, the internet's just, just a, a wonderful piece of, of invention. You know, mm-hmm. just, I need to find something out. I mean, not everyone's got the time to go to the library. Even if you go to the library, is the library big enough to have the book you want? Mm-hmm. It's it's made information, mm-hmm. information available to everybody, well, everybody who's got a computer at least, at their fingertips. And it, it must have, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great boon to the inquiring mm-hmm. mind. Unfortunately, the internet has the downside that mm-hmm. um, it can be used to spread all sorts of unpleasant material. Mm-hmm. Won't say any more than that on it, and um, as such, it can also have a very negative effect on mm-hmm. the young and impressionable. Mm-hmm. Okay, personally, about you, how much actually time do you spend on the internet? Actually, quite a lot these days because mm-hmm. I'm always searching for things to fit into my teaching lessons. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I've been using things like just looking for pictures for people to describe to improve mm-hmm, their English. Mm-hmm. I've been using um, estate agents' pictures, actually, you know, uh, in, if you don't know it, mm-hmm. estate is Realtor. Mm-hmm. So people selling houses in Britain, pictures mm-hmm. of houses and get students to describe them. Yeah, so, yeah. So you imagine it before the internet, I'd have to go and find some pictures in a magazine, mm-hmm. buy, photocopy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, I just bring one up. There mm-hmm. it is, picture in front of you. Teacher resource, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. I also use it to watch films. Oh, <laughs> yeah. on TV programs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I also do the same. And I can download pictures for this for future describing, just like mm-hmm. old days. Because, oh, what a beautiful bedroom to describe. Wow, what a living room to describe. And then you go further, somewhere in magical garden or whatever. It's pretty addictive mm-hmm. dealing with pictures. So, I think for now we can stop our discussion on this positive note. Thank you very much, John, for sharing your experience. And it was my pleasure to speak with you today. So, 
Keep calm, carry on, and bring right toys to your children. Goodbye for now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.